0: Amen, amen. I truly believe it. Over the next couple Wednesdays, I'm going to be dealing a lot on mindset. On mindset. I'm going to be teaching tonight on mindset. I'm going to be teaching next Wednesday on mindset. Uh, I believe it's very appropriate for us to have the right mindset. Uh, Because our mindset is being challenged right now. It's being challenged. Our, Our mindset the world would like to take your mind and tell you how to think, all right? If you can't think for yourself, the world would gladly tell you how to think. So I I want to be dealing today about mindset. I want to talk next week about mindset as well. Um, This has just been on my spirit and what the Lord has laid on my heart. So I want you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Kings, chapter number 13. Chapter 13, I want to speak today about mindset deliverance. Mindset deliverance is what we're going to be dealing with today. Deliverance mindset. The mind is a very powerful thing. We know that and we know that um, when someone is convinced here, uh, they're hard to stop. The mind is a very powerful force. I'm not going to go into all the details there. Many of you have heard all the different statistics and different subjects that even preached on the power of the mind. Uh, and one of my favorite messages, Sister Robinson doesn't like it so much, but uh, it's one of my favorite messages. And so when I preach on the mindset dealing with reticular activation, and I've touched on it and preached on it, I believe here, uh, and it's just dealing with how powerful the mind is, and how um, there can be things that are present all around us, and we don't even really notice it until it comes to our attention. Uh, oftentimes, I use simple examples like purchasing a car, looking at a home, or looking at a certain outfit, a dress, a suit, or, uh, even down to the shoes. Um, and it's not until you see it and have an interest in it, and then all of a sudden they're everywhere. You know, you go look at a certain particular type of car that you're interested in, and then you go home, you'll see seven of them uh, before you get home. Uh, those cars have been on a roll the entire time. It's just that now that it's got your interests, now you're more aware of it. That's just the power of the mind, and I, and I use that a lot when it comes to the Lord. The Lord is always there. He's always present. We just need to become aware that he is present and that he is there. But the enemy is trying to do everything he can to suppress the power of God and suppress the moving of his spirit to where we think he is not there. And we have these thoughts that go to, through our minds to where we think, where are you, Lord? He's there the entire time. We just have to become aware that his presence is there. And so these things are important. And I want to deal with these things and really dive into the mindsets. Uh, that we are to have and where we are to be speaking specifically today about deliverance uh, because the Lord has been dealing with me on this uh, according to how I have been praying for deliverance and I want to challenge the people here today on how you pray for deliverance because oftentimes we say if you want to be delivered step forward or step out And, uh, and we speak on deliverance, we believe in deliverance, we pray over deliverance. But I truly believe that if you're not delivered here, here, then I come to ask the question, are you truly delivered? I want to talk about this for a little bit, and I want to dive into some things here. Uh, Before we go to 2 Kings, could you please put up, stay there in 2 Kings chapter 13, but 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, I want to use as a key verse here before we go into 2 Kings. And it says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. I want us to take notice here on those last three words, which is depart from iniquity. Because departure is a choice. Departure Is a choice. So the scripture is letting us know that we must depart from iniquity. So let's dive into this for a little bit here. Second Kings chapter thirteen, starting at verse number one. It says, "In the three and twentieth year of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, the king of Judah, Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, began to reign over Israel in Samaria." and reigned 17 years and he did that which was evil in the sight of the lord and followed the sins of jeroboam he followed the sins of jeroboam he followed the pattern of someone that was displeasing unto the lord he followed the sins of jeroboam the son of nebat which made israel to sin the leader followed the sins so then it caused the people to follow after the sins. Oh, I'm speaking to someone's household here right now. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's why it's important as you as the head of your home, whoever you are to do things that are pleasing unto the Lord. Because if you don't do the things in your household that are pleasing, your home will follow after those things. All right. So he calls Israel to sin. The scripture says, and he departed not thereof. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he, and he delivered them into the hand of Hazael, king of Syria, and into the hand of Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazael, all their days. And Jehoahaz besought the Lord. Look at the mercy of the Lord. And Jehoahaz besought the Lord, and the Lord hearkened unto him. For he saw the oppression of Israel, because the king of Syria oppressed them. And the Lord gave Israel a savior so that they went out from under the hand of the Syrians and the children of Israel dwelt in their tents as before time. So God had brought them out of their bondage because they were in bondage due to the sin that they committed. Now, I want to make this very clear because when we have sin, when we make mistakes, there's going to be consequences. All right? We cannot say, Lord, where are you? And Lord, I thought you would put no more on me than what I'm able to bear. No, we put that on ourselves. When we have mistakes and when we have sin, we have to suffer the consequences that come along with that. Doesn't mean that God's not there. Doesn't mean his mercy cannot be extended. Amen? So the scripture lets us know that he gave him over to the king of Syria. But then as the king Jehoaz besought the Lord, the Lord hearkened unto him. He saw the oppression, and the Lord gave, him, gave Israel savor. So they went out from under the hand of Syrians. And the children of Israel dwelt in their tents as before time, as they were before. But look at verse number six. The scripture says, nevertheless, they departed not from the sins of the house of Jeroboam. Listen to this now, who made Israel sin, but walked therein, and there remained, somebody say the grove, and there remained the grove. So the Lord delivered them, but they stayed in their sin. Somebody say mindset. Mindset. (laughs) So the Lord heard Jehoahaz's prayer for help. God delayed his judgment on Israel when they turned to him, but they did not sustain their independence on God for long. Although Israel showed periodic breaks in their idol worship, they rarely showed genuine faith. It is not enough to say no to sin. We must also say yes to a life commitment to God. An occasional call for help is not a substitute for a daily life of trust in God. I'm going to say that again. I don't think those in the back row heard me. An occasional call, I heard you, Sister Robinson. Let, Let me preach here, okay? An occasional call for help is not a substitute for a daily life of trust in God. The scripture says they remained in the grove. Well, the grove translated there is Asherah, which is the images of goddesses, wooden images. But if you go a little deeper in that definition, the word grove, there Asherah, means where it is nonsense. So the Lord delivered them, but they stayed in their nonsense. I, I, I want to take my time tonight, y'all. Is that just okay? The Lord delivered them, but they stayed in their nonsense. My challenge today is that everyone here prays differently when it comes to how you ask God for deliverance. Because are you wanting delivered out of your trouble? Or are you wanting completely delivered from your old ways? Because it's our nonsense that gets us in the trouble. But when we cry out to the Lord to deliver us, are we speaking of deliverance because we don't want to be bound no more or we don't want to stay out or away from the nonsense? I love how we see the mercy of God here though. The mercy of God is on display because the Lord, the Bible says he heard their cry. He's seen their affliction. He doesn't want to see you and I afflicted. He doesn't want to see you and I bound, even if we put ourselves in the mess. God did not put them there. They put themselves there. Because of their nonsense, he allowed them to be delivered into the hands of Syria to get them to wake up to realize that we've got to change. But see, they only woke up to realize they don't want to be bound no more. And once God freed them from that bondage, they still remained in the groves. They remained in their nonsense. And so it is important for you and I That as we speak to the Lord and cry out to him, Lord, deliver me. What are we asking deliverance from? Because I have found where people are giving chance after chance after chance, but yet they haven't removed the nonsense. Amen. I I, I, I want to challenge us because we are a church that God wants to put on the move. Mm -hmm. Uh Yes, but we can't move if we remain in the grove. We we can't. We're stuck. We're in a ditch. We're in the trenches. And God is saying, I'm trying to deliver you, but I want to deliver you my way. A godly deliverance. Because I don't know about you, but I know I'm looking at a cloud of witnesses here that have been delivered, excuse me, not only out of their mess, but also out of their nonsense. (laughs) You can say what you want, but I've been in some nonsense before. I've done some nonsense. I've done some things that I wish. Why in the world? What was I thinking? It's nonsense. And God is trying to get us as a body to get out of the nonsense so that we can move forward in Jesus Christ. Because if we're stuck in nonsense, as people come in with their nonsense, how can we help? How can we help them? Because the time for us to say the right things but not do the right things is over. But I want to be able to speak it and live it. Well, I've got so many notes, but I can't move on. They stayed in the grove. So why did they cry out then? For the same reason why many of us cry out. We're afflicted. We don't like being afflicted. So we cry out for deliverance from the affliction. And not to get out of the grove. See, when... The Lord began to deal with me about, I'm going to use the phrase, giving my life to him. Because there are people that are baptized, filled with his spirit, but haven't made the decision to give their life to him. Right? See, 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 we, we, we must teach life. Because this is a lifestyle. Yes. I, I, I know we rejoice, and I was just talking with Brother Barry Parchers just the other day, uh, and and and, oh, and Brother Sache, I was talking with him. I said, "Look, I, I, I love when folks get baptized. I, I I rejoice when people receive the Holy Ghost because we understand it. We know what it is. It's an eternal choice, eternal salvation. What is taking place? But but see, I I, I get even more excited." Or just as much as excited when I see graduates coming out that chart of your course. Amen. Amen. Church, I- I'm talking about being on the move. I- 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 I'm talking about retention rate. I'm talking about sustainability. I'm talking about people that get in this thing and they're ready to change. And they're, and they're here to stay. Because they know there's been a change in their life. And they're tired of the nonsense. No, not somebody that's been baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, and they go back to the nonsense. Right. 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 Yeah. What, what's, what's the purpose of that? That's, right. Right. that's what we're finding in Scripture. Yeah. Yeah. That the Lord delivered them, but they remained in the groves. Yes, they stayed in their nonsense. No, see, see, see. We we've got to understand. And I know we do, but, but, but we've got to teach and preach to where when you are baptized in his name, when you're filled with God's power, there is a shift that happens in your life. There's a shift that just took place on the inside that helps you stay away from that mess you were in. It helps you to pull away. You don't have to remain in the groves. But you can live in newness of life. But it's here. Mindset. 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 God, move on my husband's mind. Move on my wife's mind. Move on my children's mind. Move on my grandchildren's mind. I'm trying to help us right now. That should be the prayer. Move on their mind, God. Touch this. It's a mindset. I'm telling you. So as you're praying to God, help them to get off of this drug or help them to get off of that pill and help them to do this and help them to turn away from this sexual addiction. God, get a hold of that mind. Help them, Jesus, on their mind. Touch their mind, Lord. Touch their mind. Because if they had a mindset deliverance, now they can help somebody else. But until God moves upon this, until you change this, uh-uh, you, 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 uh, you're you go end up going right back to that nonsense. Right. Amen. 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 The, the, I'm going to just touch on this just, just for a second. And they oftentimes talk about the prison system. And they talk about how when people come, the prison system is so set up to where uh, when someone gets out, it's challenging for them to be able to have a lifestyle. So, now I didn't look it up. I don't have the statistics. I weren't prepared to talk about this, but they say a large percentage of them end up right back in prison. They end up right back there. Because this, it's, it's difficult, it's challenging for that man, that woman to be able to adapt to society and what's going on. Because there's nothing that is taught here to be able to cope in the real world. So all they do is go what? Right back to what they know. Go right back into it. Amen. And many people that come in here Sunday after Sunday, many of us that may be sitting in this auditorium here today, here, we may not be behind prison bars, but we're bound by certain things because of what's going on in our mind. See, this is where we must be freed at. This is where we need deliverance at. Amen. This is where we need it at, church. I I really hope you're hearing me today. The Bible over and over says that kings, that the kings departed not from the sins of Jeroboam. Even after he died. When he died, they had a chance to be delivered. Just like when we die, when you die in repentance and are buried in baptism, you have an opportunity for complete deliverance. With water baptism comes forgiveness of sins. With spirit baptism comes newness of life. However, we must make the choice to depart our current lifestyle. God will bring deliverance, but it's up to you and I to depart. God will bring the deliverance, but it's up to us to depart. We can say all day, Lord, take this away from me. Take this away from me. Lord said, I'll do it for you. But if you go right back to the nonsense that God is bringing you out of, see, that's your choice. That's our choice. That's my choice to go back to it. That's why it's important. I thank the Lord for what we're trying to implement this year and the things that we're trying to incorporate this year, speaking of life groups and, of course, other things, because anytime someone wants to step away from something, they have to replace it with something. It's challenging for many people to come out, which they want to come out, but yet if they don't replace it with something else, they go right back to the nonsense. So that's even for you and I. If we want to be able to overcome certain things, we want to be able to push through. And we're saying, God, take this away from me. Well, you got to say, Lord, replace it with something else. Right. Amen. Amen. Because if you don't replace it with something else, your flesh, your flesh, because your flesh wants the nonsense. <laughs> Let's continue reading. Second Kings chapter 13, verse number 14. It says, Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elijah put his hands upon the king's hand and he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elijah said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in effect till thou have consumed them. Complete deliverance. See, how bad do you want it? Complete deliverance. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stopped. He stayed. And the man of God was angry with him and said, thou should have smitten five or six times. Then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed them. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but three times. See, God said to the children of Israel, I'm giving you deliverance. And this is what is dealing here with the man of God as he's dealing with Joash. God is granting you deliverance, but how bad do you want deliverance? How bad do you want deliverance? Where are you at in your walk, in your life? How how bad do you want it? And the man of God is upset here with Joash because... He only smoked the ground just a few times. Whether his arm got tired, whether he wasn't hungry enough, he didn't have a desire in him to go further, he stopped after three times. That's why I encourage people, no matter how many times you've been prayed for, no matter how many times someone has laid hands upon you, no matter how many times you've cried, you keep coming. No matter what's going on in your life, and say, that church, those people are going to look at me differently because I keep walking to the altar. Who cares about them? Amen. Who cares? In 2021, you have to have an I don't care attitude. It has to be, Lord, I'm chasing after you. And I want deliverance. I don't care how many times I got to walk up to this altar. I don't care how many times I got to lift my hands. I don't care how many times I got to pump my foot. I don't care how many times. Whatever I need to do to receive complete deliverance. I'm telling you. Lord, help us. God, I come against the Spirit, Lord, where people are condemned based on how other people are looking at them. Lord, I come against that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I speak boldly right now. God, if that spirit is upon somebody in this place, I pray that you remove it or remove them. God, remove that spirit or just remove them, Lord. We don't need this in this place. God, we need to be able to approach your throne boldly in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name Woo. Hallelujah. Listen, we it, it upsets me sometimes I'm speaking personally right now, that we have to teach on things and buying things like this in 2021. It, it bothers me. It does because I feel like we should be so far past that. But then I'm quickly reminded that old serpent. <laughs> he, he's going to keep on doing the best job that he can and use anybody that he can to try to cause any type of disruption. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, he will. hmm until he's thrown into that fiery pit forever. That's why I I love that scripture that that the Bible says that people will look narrowly upon him and say, is this the one that was shaking nations and is that the one that was causing him? He was giving me all the trouble? We've got to get out of the nonsense. And that's why I thank the Lord for the spirit of unity that I feel in this place. I felt it so strong during communion service. I felt it strong son. I feel it right now. I thank the Lord for that. But, but, but we're not done. We're not finished. We, 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 we haven't arrived. All right? Don't get too excited and say, oh, yeah, we, we good. No. No, we, we still got some work. Somebody say amen. Amen. We still got some work to do. This prayer chain is going to help us. And it's going to help you and I individually. It's going to help us because there's some things we just got to get past ourself. Amen. There's some things that we're just holding ourself back. We're telling ourself these things. Amen. We've got to be able to move on. Prayer helps with that. All right. God said to the children of Israel, I'm giving you deliverance from Egypt, but you have to depart Egypt. The children of Israel time and time again complained about what they used to have in Egypt after they were delivered completely from bondage, but they were not delivered here. They kept referring back to Egypt, to bondage, that they had better food in Egypt, but they were in bondage. They complained about not having enough water or any water at all. They had plenty in Egypt, but they were in bondage. They even talked about their leadership. They complained against God and Moses in Numbers chapter 21, verse number 5 and 6. The scripture says, and the people spake against God and against Moses. Whereof have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. See, you'll complain yourself right out of your promise. We must be careful. I only see one time in Scripture, someone may know of another one, correct me after church. There's only one time where I find in Scripture where God forced anyone to leave. I find that in Genesis chapter 19. That's when the angels grabbed the hands of Lot and his family and forced them out. That's the only place I find where the Lord forced anything in departure. But people must make a decision to depart. People that departed before their deliverance came. There's a couple examples in the scripture that speaks of those before their deliverance even happened they departed out of their old ways. We know that with the man in the tombs. Before his deliverance even came, once he seen Jesus arrive on the sandy shores, he got up and ran to Jesus, the Bible lets us know. The scripture lets us know that he was naked, wasn't in his right mind, but when Jesus got done with him, he was clothed and in his right mind. He ran to Jesus, fell, worshipped him. So before the deliverance even took place, he was running to the deliverer knowing that he was able to do it. We also find it with the two blind men. We know of one of them being blind Bartimaeus, who was crying out to Jesus, saying, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy upon me. So before their deliverance even came, they knew Jesus was coming by, so they was crying out for the deliverer. And we know that once they got to Jesus, Jesus opened their eyes and blind Bartimaeus who I believe we know his name because he acted in faith and threw off that garment that represented the handicap. Yeah. When we read the story in the two, two different gospels, when it talks about the two blind men, it does not refer to blind Bartimaeus. But then in a one text, it refers, refers to blind Bartimaeus, and it speaks of him doing the exact same thing the other blind man did in both texts, except blind Bartimaeus removed that garment that represented the handicap. And that's important for us that as we seek our deliverance, we must remove the handicaps. We must remove the things anticipating God to deliver us. I, 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 I want to educate someone, I want to tell someone and let you know that. See, when blind Bartimaeus was doing that, he was letting himself know I'm not going back to the nonsense. Uh uh-huh. huh. He, he he was letting himself know by faith. I'm not going back to this old way. His eyes were not open yet, though. His eyes were not open yet, but yet he was believing that I'm not going back to this way. I'm not sitting by this side. I'm not begging anymore. My life is getting ready to be changed. And some of us here today, even before you're delivered, you need to remove the handicaps. You need to remove the things that's hindering you from receiving what God wants to do with you. Some of us are not being delivered because we're we're too reliant upon the handicap. We're too reliant upon the things that are hindering our deliverance, but yet we're saying we want to be delivered. God is trying to get our attention today to let us know that deliverance must be here. It must be here. I want to challenge this church this evening to alter your prayer and how you're asking God to deliver you. Don't just say or stop at, Lord, get me out of this situation, but Lord, deliver my mind so I do not return back to the situation. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, we're we're going to be dealing with this again next week. I've got more. I've got more information for you. But I I, I just want to tell you, just give you a little bit here tonight. We need to alter how we are praying. Lord, deliver me out of this. God, deliver my mind so that I don't go back to it. I'm tired and I'm sick of the ways of asking God to deliver. God brings me out. And then a few months later, I'm right back in the mess. That's not the will of God. God doesn't get glory out of that. That is not his will. But when God brings you out, he's able to keep you out. Amen. He's able to do it. But we have to have the mindset to want it. Hallelujah. It is right here in the mind. So God, deliver us, Lord. Deliver our minds today. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in our opening text, 2 Timothy, if you could please put that right back up. Chapter 2, verse number 19. As I close here. The scripture says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Iniquity means when you know what is right and you choose to do wrong. When you know what is right, but you choose to do wrong. So the scripture here is letting us know that we must depart out of our iniquity. God will do it. There are people that have been Uh, alcoholics where God has removed the taste. There's people that have been smokers where God has delivered you. You don't even like the smell. There's people that have been addicted to sexual sins and pornography and different things where you you can't even stand to see a commercial now that, that shows too much skin. There are people that have been delivered in many different areas, but you know how they stay out? Because they've been delivered here. That's where the deliverance has been. It's been delivered here. Because when you're delivered here, even when you have been a chain smoker for years, you can step into the middle of other smokers and you're not tempted by the things that are going on around you because you've been delivered here. Hmm. (coughs) (coughs) Hallelujah. (coughs) See, I want to bring back up here what I stated earlier. When I chose to give my life to the Lord, I'm not talking about baptism filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about when I said my lifestyle is going to reflect the Lord. I, I, I'm making a separation. It is then when I can walk amongst my friends who were still doing the same thing, but yet I can still resist and be like, no, I, I, I'm not doing that, brother. I, 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 I'm not going there. I don't do that anymore. No matter how much they tease me, no matter how much they made fun of me, no matter how much they try to throw things in my face, no matter how much they try to remind me of what I used to do, no matter how much peer pressure they were saying, oh, come on, Eddie, just one more time. For good old time's sake. Oh, what's one gonna hurt you? The Lord knows your heart. Yeah, I know my heart too. No matter how much temptation was around me, my mind had changed. (laughs) My mind changed. The Lord is trying to get us, CMT, to have a mind change to where we think of ourselves differently. We think of others differently. We think of the progression differently. We think of the heartbeat of this church differently. We approach things differently. That starts right up here in the mind. And I'm telling you, some of our family and friends, they need mind changes. Some people in our homes, they need mind changes. Some people that we live with, they need mind changes. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place some of our children and grandchildren they need mind changes that's what they need I'm trying to help someone here today while you're being frustrated at the action they are doing I want you to fall on your knees and pray for their mind hallelujah I'm not telling you to stop praying Lord remove this or remove that. What I'm telling you is to add on to that God get a hold of their mind. Get their mind Jesus. Get their mind Lord. Because as soon as God gets that mind instantly change. I'm telling you. Change just like that. You're looking at a witness right here. Things I know there's no way. I, I did it. That's just what I did. I, I just would do it. Just second nature, Brother Parnell, just, just do it. This, that's just what I did. But once God got this, it's amazing that once God gets your mind, what you used to do and what you called fun, it becomes disgusting to me. It's, it's amazing. I said, I did What? I used to think that was fun. That's what I called entertainment. Now now that's a mind change. That's what that is. I'm sorry. And the Lord, that's what the Lord can do. And that's what the Lord wants to do. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, let's lift our hands unto the Lord. Let's stand to our feet, lift our hands. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help us, God, to depart from iniquity, Lord. God, you can bring deliverance. But Lord, we need to depart from our old ways. In the name of Jesus, come on, you don't have to open up your mouth real loud, but you ought to pray unto the Lord, God, give me a mind change. Give me a mind change. Give me a mind change. Work on my mind, Lord. He Oh, come on, you and the Lord know what you need to change in your life. God, work on my mind. Lord, you're able to deliver, but God, I need a mind change. I need a mind change. I need to depart Lord God from my ways of sin. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes God, yes Lord. Move upon your people Lord right now. Strengthen them Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus name. That's it. Come on let's just pray a little bit more. Let's just pray. Let's pray a little bit. Hallelujah. Come on make an altar right where you are. yes Jesus yes Jesus yes Jesus hallelujah we don't want to remain in the groves anymore Lord we don't want to remain in nonsense Lord we don't want to keep going back to nonsense Lord deliver us oh God in our mind touch my mind Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ touch my mind Lord touch my mind touch my mind Lord In Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Magnify him. Hallelujah. 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 I I, I speak into the atmosphere of this church and to the spirit of this church. We will not be a Jeroboam church. I'm going to say that again. We won't be a Jeroboam church. By the help of the Lord. And I know it's his will. By the help of the Lord, we won't be a Jeroboam church. We're not going to return back to nonsense. If the Lord is moving us forward, we're going to keep moving forward. We're not turning back to nonsense. The devil is a liar. Because that's what he wants to do. He wants to take us backwards. He doesn't like our progression. He can throw every fit he wants because we got the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. That's why we must pray. Amen. That's why we must pray. Because I have found in my life as God progresses me, it causes me to pray more. I had a great leader tell me, an at and a great leader. I look up to her tremendously. She was a tremendous leader. She said, Eddie, I need you to understand something because she knew my goals within the company. And, um, and I told her what I was trying to do and the path I was trying to take, and she was trying to help me out being a mentor. She said, Eddie, now I want you to understand something. She said, because I see the potential in you. So she knew I had the ability to be a leader at a high high level. But she said, Eddie, she was trying to warn me. She said, Eddie, you need to understand this. The higher you go, the bigger that bubble becomes. She said, you need to understand that, son. She said, the more you climb that ladder, the easier that bubble is to pop. And there's going to be people coming after you. Everybody's not going to like, people don't like your success. So you keep going, that bubble keeps getting bigger and it keeps getting bigger. She said, you need to understand that, Eddie. And you know, I said, well, Lord, she just taught me a spiritual principle and she didn't even realize it. Church, I want us to understand, as God elevates us, we've got to pray more. We've got to humble ourselves even more. As God expands us, we've got to humble ourselves even more. Understand that all the glory belongs to him. Let's clap our hands until the Lord and magnify him. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So church, let's get out the groves. Get out the groves. In your home, get out the groves. Relationships, get out the groves. Children, get out the groves. Parents, get out those groves and then stay away from the nonsense. Let's not go back to it. But as we pray for our family members this week, starting today, as you pray, we've got to pray for this. Don't just say, Lord, take away this, take away that, help them stop doing that. No, pray for this. I don't care what type of sin that we or they are in. We pray for this because once this change, you won't go back to the nonsense. God, I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Lord, for your people. God, we are a people called by your name. And I thank you, O God. We need you, Lord, now in this time. We need you more than ever before. God, that's why we look to you, Jesus, because we cannot do this on our own. But with you, O God, we can do all things. Lord, we call upon you. Because we know, Jesus, that when we call upon the name of Jesus, anything is possible. And I pray, Lord, that we may remove ourselves from the groves, remove ourselves from the nonsense. Help us, God, to be delivered in our mind that we will not return. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. Amen and amen. May God bless you today in Jesus' name. Look forward to seeing you.